G'day everybody, my name is Elliot Waters and you're listening to the Dysregulated Podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to like, subscribe and share it around with your mates. That would be awesome. All right, let's get into it. Now, I know what you're thinking, Elliot, where the hell have you been? And he's a very valid question. Sometimes I ask that to myself as well. So this is the story. I'll explain it like this. If you were to get a copy of my mood chart, which I do sometimes, and you were to superimpose it on top of podcast output, when I make these episodes, you would see a very strong association. And it goes like this. If my moods are up, podcast output is up. And if my moods are down, well, you're hearing crickets from me. So that's the story that explains the last three weeks. But today we're back. Woohoo! Thank goodness we are back. All right. So this episode today is called New Year, New Me. Now, this is something, fair income, that I've repeated probably for the last 15 years, and I'm doing it again. What's that saying? If you keep repeating things over and over, expecting expecting a different outcome, that you're going mad or something, well, I may tick that box. But anyway, New Year, New Me. Now, this is going to be a bit of a journey of my working life. My working life explains a lot of things, so let's get into it. Let's have a look at this year. The year that was, let's do a bit of a recap. So you're probably sick of me saying ad nauseum how I did my psychology degree or finished it this year. Well, that has a lot to do with the story. So it was a very difficult year, obviously, very stressful. The mind broke down, the body broke down, and I still had to get this degree done, get this thesis done, and we did it if you want to listen to the day that I submitted this thesis. That's a great episode as well about how dysfunctional I really am. So this year was a shocker, and that's not even including COVID, although that also played a huge part, as I'm sure we're all nodding in agreement with. So to really sum it up, this was pretty much my diet for the whole year. So for breakfast, cereal, Nutri-Grain. For lunch, a plain bread roll, sometimes if I had some dollars, cheese and ham on it. That was pretty cool. And dinner was usually another bread roll or another bowl of cereal. And then that was topped off with some chocolate. Caramel milk is my favorite. If anyone wants to buy me caramel milk, that would be great because you got to live, right? You know, the caramel milk, that's the positive of the day. So what really kept me going, because it certainly wasn't my diet. So there's three substances that did the trick. How healthy is this? Nicotine, caffeine, and amphetamine. Nicotine, caffeine, and amphetamine. How terrible. But anyway, that's the truth. That was my diet. Cereal, bread roll, bread roll, intertwined with nicotine, caffeine, amphetamine, and then at night, so I could get the sleep, was olanzapine and quetiapine. So yeah, that just about sums up the year, really. Pretty, pretty terrible. One sort of positive thing was I was forced to work less. And when I say work, I mean employment. Because for three years of the four years of my degree, I was working 30 to 40 hours a week, full-time university on top of that, usually across two jobs. It just was not sustainable, as I figured out in the last six months of this year. Better late than never. Um, But as a result, finances are a big problem, which have always been a big problem, which is a big part of today's episode. So to put in perspective, there was 12 weeks there in a row, three months, where the day before I got paid, I had less than $10 to my name. And that is not 
bullshitting at all. That is the truth. Less than $10 to my name the day before I got paid for three months. Terrible stuff. So the question is, where did this money go? Because I obviously earned some money. So a bit went to rent, a bit went to cereal and bread rolls and various medications and other other supplements that I had to take to keep going. And the rest probably went to fuel for my car because the only really enjoyable moments I had this year were spent in the driver's seat singing songs, and they were always sad songs, late at night driving around the city of Newcastle. So that's pretty much what I did for 12 months and stare at my computer screen wondering why I could not put pen to paper, or in this in this case, my fingers onto the keyboard and to produce something significant. Very frustrating. Um, so that was that was pretty much the 12 months. Then, of course, COVID's thrown in, all that sort of stuff. But look, to be honest, the whole COVID thing, well, the COVID thing wasn't good either because every time we went into lockdown, it was literally just me. I live here in, I'll try and explain it as vividly as I can. It's an old Catholic monastery. I don't know if I've mentioned it before. There's 40 rooms. So in my room, one singular room, I'm room 32, I have a hand basin, a little fridge, and there's communal toilets, bathrooms, and kitchen. So when we're in lockdown, it is just me. And by the end of it, the shadows were talking to me, but the good news is the shadows were pretty friendly. So there you go. There's a silver lining. Um, But previously, though, work has been my life. So for the majority of my working life, since I was 17, I think, I think it was about 17, when I first started at Target, which was amazing in the Manchester section. Um, but for the majority of my working life, I've worked at least two jobs at once. So for a long time, I was driving a garbage truck in the mornings where I used to start at 5am. And then once that run was done, I'd go across the road to another transport yard and drive another truck until 7pm at night. And I'd do that three to four times a week. And on the fifth day, I would get the Friday night off, but still have to do the garbage run. If I was lucky enough to have the one job over the years, it was usually working graveyard shifts in transport or in nightclubs. So in transport, I'd be sorting freight by hand, driving forklifts and hopping behind the wheel as well. Any chance I got, because I'm a truckie from way back. Um, And when I was in my early 20s, I lived in Tamworth, the country music capital of Australia, and this was especially the case. So for example, sometimes I would start at midnight or if I was lucky, 2 a.m., which was actually worse because when that alarm went off at 1am, I tell you, on more than one occasion, I was crying. Definitely. And that is the truth as well. So I'd start at 2am, for example, I'd be loading, unloading trucks in the cold winter in Tamworth up in the New England region of New South Wales. And because I'm an idiot, I'd be more than willing to put my hand up to head out west in a ute or in a truck to deliver to some far-flung place such as Coonabarabran, Warrialda, Armadale, Bingara, these are some great memories flooding back. And I'd be clocking up 15, 16 hour days and then doing it all again. Now, although I haven't worked much this year, today and tomorrow, New Year's as it is, is I'm definitely back into my old habits. So for example, today I've worked 7 a.m. till 3 p.m. I have a couple hours off, which is where I'm doing this episode now because, you know, who who has time to stop working? And then from 8 o'clock tonight till 4 a.m.-ish, 4, 5 a.m., I'm working at the Cambridge Hotel, Newcastle's greatest live music venue. And then tomorrow I'll be working from 
12 till 7 p.m. at Bunnings Warehouse and then another 8 p.m. to 4, 5 a.m. at the Cambridge and then back at Bunnings on Monday. So my maths isn't great. It's not one of my strong points, but from what I gather, I think I'll be working a lot more than I'll be sleeping, that's for sure. So as soon as my degree finished, I pretty much got back into my old habits of doing two jobs again. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm very, very thankful that I have the opportunity to do both jobs, very much so, and I'd be in a lot of trouble if I wasn't doing it. But the problem is I'd be in a lot of trouble if I wasn't doing it. How have I worked this hard, in my opinion anyway, for so long to still be in this position at age 31? Can someone figure that out for me? Maybe I have an idea. But anyway, we'll continue. Um, so we know there are some classic self-harm techniques that we hear about on the news and on Facebook, Instagram, all that sort of stuff, such as cutting or overdosing alcohol, drugs, you know, picking fights even is a form of it as well, depending on the mental health affliction one is suffering at the time. But another way to self-harm is through overwork, or if we were to romanticize it, which I love to do, to become a workaholic. So this has been my poison for a very long time. I take pride in being able to outlast and outwork anybody. If there's anyone listening right now who wants to come up against me, I say, bring it on. I will win. It is a war of attrition out there, and I challenge you all to face up and defeat me at this game. Please do defeat me. Put me in a retirement. That would be awesome. Anyway, so I'm going to digress a little bit. At the moment, I'm reading a book on Bon Scott, the legendary ACDC vocalist, another big hero of mine. Now, the thing is, what strikes me about his story are the similarities. Now, in his case, his constant work was playing on the road every day, every night. ACDC do two, three gigs at some point. In 1979, they were doing three gigs a day. How ridiculous. But geez, I can resonate with that. Um, Playing that very, very enjoyable brand of high voltage rock and roll that I admire so much, which I'll probably be listening to onto the way to work later on. Thing is, he also supplemented this lifestyle with whatever would make it bearable, which in his case was fast women and fast drugs. Now, I'm not particularly good with the ladies, so even if that was something that I wanted to use to make this a little bit more bearable, it's not really at my disposal, and I don't quite have the appetite for the elicits that he did Although, as I said, I can still see the striking similarities. Um, And he's much the same story as mine, that it's fundamentals, I see it as. He was addicted to that that life on the road, we're going to rock harder than any other band and I'm going to be at the front and I'm going to be doing it and whatever it takes, we're going to keep on pushing through. And very much that's the way I sort of view my world, my working life and really my life in general. Um. And of course, for those who are uninitiated with Bond Scott, he did die of an overdose at a very early age of 33, and at 31, I'm only two years behind him. So hopefully, if I can make this a new year, the chances of anything similar happening, which don't be too worried, I don't think that is going to be how this is going to play out. But at the same time, if I can change some of those fundamentals I'm alluding to, well, that's that's all the more better for me. So to ensure something similar doesn't happen, things need to change. Yes. So what needs to change? Well, I'm working too much. Now, we all work for a reason, you know, to go on holidays, to buy a house, to buy cars, to live a lavish lifestyle, whatever that means to us. These, of course, all very individual and very different, depending on your taste and who you are. 
So what is it, though, that I have to show for it? Well, the answer is not much. Not much. I live in a single room. I'm in large debt to my parents. I feel many years older at the very core of my being than I actually am. Although this is not to be confused with how I act in the world, as anyone who knows me in the real life would be able to attest to, I definitely do act as though I'm still 16, and I'm bloody proud of it as well. But we should all know by now that my relationship status is single, and I've got a very big problem with that. Um, Just a quick side note, any ladies out there who have listened to the podcast and like what they're hearing, you know, feel free to hit me up on Instagram. Um, But to continue on, I haven't had really time off in years, and to be honest, I'm becoming quite bitter and jaded about it. So both jobs that I work in are services-based, so I'm providing some sort of service and product to my amazing customers who I'm very thankful for because, of course, it is their purchases that keep me in a job, and I do say that with all sincerity. I'm serious about that. But at the same time, I'm getting a little bit annoyed that I seem to be offering all this other stuff to other people and not getting much in return, and when I'm at those feeble moments, I tend to think it's the world's fault and not mine. But I think we're seeing a pattern here where I'm more than happy to prioritize work, even if it's to my detriment, because of some glorified ideal that I'm trying to attain, which is the world's hardest worker. No one can stop me. Look at this big trophy I've just been given, which is a bit silly when you think about it. I don't think that is the way things should be going. So 2022 is hopefully going to be the year this changes, or at least where I feel like I'm in control of how much I want to work instead of that that sub-personality within that says, no, no, we need to keep working harder, 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 who I cannot push back against at the moment. And of course, there is the fact that there are circumstances like being poor, which means you have to work. The thing is, though, I'm obviously not being smart about it because I've said this a lot. The only way to get out of this state that I'm in is to keep working harder. And we keep raising the bar. And I think law of diminishing returns, if anyone knows business, law of diminishing returns says at some point you hit a tipping point where you're putting more resources in and you're getting less back. And I think we hit that point a couple of years ago. Anyway, so... What are the goals for 2022 for me? It's pretty simple. Use my degree that I labored over and actually use it to get a job where I can be comfortable and enjoy what I'm doing and get great satisfaction out of it. Again, the two jobs I have at the moment, I actually get satisfaction out of both of them, which is great. The thing is, I allow working, and it's not even just the working part, it's the thinking about working as well, to encompass all and that's not a good thing so I need more time to smell the roses and enjoy the fruits life has to offer my world is a little bit dull let's be honest this podcast is a very very bright spot and I still can't believe people listen to it so thank you but my world is a little bit dull where I view the art of living through black and gray tinted glasses for 15 years I prioritized work over everything else in particular, my mental health, that goes without saying. Although, if I didn't do that, I probably wouldn't have the podcast. So maybe working heaps is a good thing. Anyway, I'll, I'll meditate on that later. But I am hopeful, but wary, that this year could be the year of change. Of course, a certain pandemic will play its role as well. 
So if that sounded a bit scripted, it's because it was. I actually wrote that down as a journal entry and I thought, you know what, this is great material. I should bring it out right this second. So that's exactly what I'm doing. So that's the story of Elliot working too much. Now, don't get me wrong. I think the values of being a hard worker, having that work ethic is a great thing and I would never tell anyone to turn that down. But what are we working towards? What are these outcomes that we're striving for? It has got to the point now for me, it's just about survival. I have very little idea of what I actually want in life. What do I want? What will this work produce that will then equal an enriched quality of life? I've lost that. I don't really know what I'm working towards. This is just the norm. This is the routine. So it may get to the point where I will actually continue to use this dialed up work ethic and keep working the sort of hours that I'm doing. That may be how I should be conducting all of this. But the important thing is you need to know what you're aiming at. And that's going to be another massive episode because knowing what you're aiming at, I think, is one of the biggest things in psychology, in mental health, it really ties into that idea of having a meaning and purpose in life. The problem perhaps isn't so much that I'm working too much, but it's I I do not know where this is going to lead. Where is the fruits of my labor and what do they even look like? So I need to go back to the drawing board and conceptualize what that even means. So 2022, that is the plan. That is the plan. What are we aiming for, Elliot? What is going to make these black and gray tinted glasses a bit rosy again? How exciting. And it is exciting. Now, you might hear me talk about these sorts of things and think, oh, man, Elliot, he's in a rut. This is bad. This is bad news. Someone needs to go ring him, talk to him, what's going on. But the thing is, even as I write all this, I'm still very optimistic. You know, this isn't throwing in the towel at all. I've still got the work ethic, so deep down somewhere, we know that we're driving towards something. We just need to dial up the focus and see what it is we're actually aiming for, and that will provide the meaning in this suffering, and we all have that suffering. Life is suffering, but the key is to find the meaning that makes it all worthwhile. So really, although this episode is a little bit negative, it's actually quite positive, because I think if I can really grab onto and and make these dreams, wherever they're circulating in my mind, and get them a bit more tangible, I think that will provide a huge turnaround in fortunes for me going forward. And I think there's a lot of other people that probably need to listen to that message as well. So that could almost be a My Journal entry, but it's not going to be. It's going to be a standalone. I hope we all had a half-decent 2021, all things considered. And I really do hope for all of us, 2022 is going to provide us with exactly what we're looking for. So for you people out there that already know what you're looking for, that is great. You're one step ahead of the game. Now, bloody go out there and get it. And if you're like me and everything's a bit phasey, a bit out of focus, well, let's get it back into focus and then really hone our focus back onto what it is that's really important. All right. Thank you for listening. That was a bit heavy but I feel good. (sighs) That's better. I've got a lot off my chest there. So thank you for listening to the podcast as always. Like I said at the start, like, subscribe, share, please tell your friends. That would be so good. And I do promise the output, because I've had, this is not a joke. I have had thousands of people message me, Elliot, where's the podcast? I need 
the podcast hooked up to me like an IV drip. Come on, get more episodes out. So yes, to my millions of fans, I have listened and I've heard and I'm making action. So this is the last for 2021, but this certainly will not be the last for the podcast. There is plenty more coming. So thank you for listening. If you want to reach out, please do on Instagram at elliot.t.waters. And I'm also now on Twitter, which I don't really know what Twitter's all about, but I've got it. That one is at Elliot underscore T underscore Waters. So dots for Instagram, underscores for Twitter. All right. Thank you for listening. And I will see you at the next episode, which will be coming very quickly. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye.